Good morning. It is March 22nd, uh, a Saturday. This is John Watson, and this is the audio portion of my post on Death by Tech called The Evolving Chaos of Working from Home. You can get the text version of this on my Substack site, and that is at John Watson, J-O-N Watson dot Substack dot com. So I don't really want to jump on that COVID bandwagon. There's enough stuff out there about working from home, but it is an area that I have a lot of expertise. So I'm not, this isn't an article about, hey, how to work from home, because there's a billion of those out there. But it's more about me trying to remember what was this like when I got thrown into it. I've worked from home for the last 13 years, exclusively for the last seven. By now, I got a pretty sweet setup that meets all my needs. I have an office, yes, an actual office. Uh, it goes way beyond the 10-step listicles that most blogs are posting these days uh, amid this pandemic. But it's hard to remember how it was in the beginning. I'm trying to remember how my office started, and I'm envisioning the latest crop of forced work-from-home workers learning the same things that I learned years ago. My memory is far from perfect, but here's some of the things that I recall learning about working from home that I'm betting most office workers uh, haven't even considered at this point. Step one is ergonomics. If it looks good, it's not. That is a basic fact, what I found over time, is the we all see pictures on Instagram and stuff about the latest weird-looking chair or uh, you know ergonomic uh, mouse pad or something like that, and I've been through them all, and at the end of the day, if something looks really modern and futuristic, it's not going to be ergonomic. There are so many threads on Twitter and the Fediverse and probably other places now uh, where people are posting their ad hoc home offices that they've had to stand up. And honestly, most of those pictures (laughs) pretty much horrify me. And they bring me back to a time when I was just getting started and I was equally clueless about exactly how important uh, a, a comfortable and proper workspace was. So there's a picture in the text blog post about a very Spartan uh, desktop, which is basically just an A-frame desk with a laptop and a wooden chair in front of it. Um, it it's all feng shui. Yep, it's all clean. It's unobtrusive. It's great. Uh, but you're going to need this thing 40 plus hours a week. And unobtrusive isn't what you're going for when you're dealing with something that takes up a third or more of your waking hours. Like you don't have an unobtrusive bed. It takes up the whole friggin' bedroom because it's an important piece of gear. You Likewise, you're not going to be able to get by with some little cardboard box thing that you set up in the corner to put your laptop on for very long. I understand that I understand that most of the people forced into working from home right now really aren't into it for the long haul. They probably didn't expect it, and quite frankly, a lot of them <laughs> probably don't want to be there. Uh, consequently, there's not a lot of personal budget floating around uh, for surprise pandemics. I, I get that. Uh, but if a desk like that is what you're planning on using at about 2.30 the afternoon in this afternoon, you're going to start regretting that. I wrote an article recently with tips on how to combat ergonomic and repetitive stress injuries when working from home. It deals with real-life situations that I've encountered and real-life solutions to the aches and pains that my body gets from working uh, all day being the world's best systems administrator. That takes a lot out of me. Um, Some of my articles are for paying subscribers only, and that article happens to be one of them. But because I'm a nice guy and you're stuck at home doing nothing, uh, I've put a 50% off subscription button right in the middle of this post. So if you go and visit it and click that, you will get an entire year of my paid posts for a measly 25 bucks. The bottom line here is that you're going to need a better setup. Or you're going to make sure you take that laptop and move around to different areas, such as the couch and the kitchen table, etc., if you want to stay upright, walking properly. The other surprising thing, well, another surprising thing I've learned over time, is that your work laptop sucks. That's just truth. I've learned more about the state of consumer hardware than I ever wanted to know working from home. 
mostly because I've had to buy my own as years go by. Specifically, what I've learned is how cheap laptops are made. Sorry, how cheaply all laptops are made,、uh, including that beloved MacBook Pro that we all drool over. I'm going to guess your office has probably issued you a laptop at this point and kicked you out the door to go work from home. And much like that sad, sad home workstation pictured above, that laptop is not going to make it very long if it is your sole computer. Think of it this way: laptops are kind of like health benefit plans. Many crappy health benefit plans sound good because they're filled with useless stuff that nobody's going to use. Instead of giving you two thousand dollars a year for dental work, which is actually useful and a reasonable amount of money to keep someone's dental health up, they'll instead give you three hundred bucks in dental work, but they'll give you a thousand bucks in massage and acupuncture and stuff that nobody ever uses. That just makes them sound good, but they're not good. Laptops do the same thing, including Macs. Manufacturers will give you lots of RAM and disk space because that sounds good and it looks good in the brochure, and you're like, "Yeah, I need a terabyte disk and I need this much RAM." They'll give you much more of those specs than you will ever need for compiling TPS reports at home. But they'll scrimp on the important stuff. They'll scrimp on the screen, they'll scrimp on the keyboard, and they'll scrimp on the hinges. Those are the things you actually need. I highly recommend obtaining a standalone keyboard, and if you can, a second monitor. Both of those items are going to help you a lot because you won't wreck your laptop keyboard inside of a month if you're not using it, and you'll have a nice bright screen with good resolution to look at all day. Just for reference, I'm not making this up. I'm on my second work-provided MacBook Pro because of the keyboard issue, and even this second one,、um, the keyboard works fine, but the letters are rubbing off. They're just cheap, and MacBook Pros aren't cheap, but that keyboard is. In addition, our Slack rooms at work are filled with people returning or servicing their MacBooks constantly. It, it doesn't really matter how much your work spends on your laptop; it simply is not going to be good enough for your daily driver without some help. Lastly, some evolving expectation, calming the chaos, ideas like that. One of the challenges that took me the longest to resolve was that of setting reasonable expectations for myself. Many work-from-home articles talk about the necessity of developing enough discipline to do actual work while at home. That was never my problem. I always had the other problem. I found it hard to disconnect from work because there was no solid social signal that I was done, such as locking my workstation and walking out of the office and going to the bus stop. I ended up working a lot. It's one thing to deal with that personally and individually, but it can be complicated by the level of work from hominess of your colleagues. When I first started working from home, I was a lone gun contractor, and all my clients were solo entrepreneurs. So, needless to say, everybody worked way too much in those years. The solo entrepreneurs were getting their business off the ground, working, you know, picking up their phone whenever they had to, and I, as pretty much their sole contractor, running their web farms and, and things like that, would have to be fairly responsive too. Later on, things evolved a bit, and I became a remote employee. And it became easier to manage my time because there is a more natural rhythm to it. As my office colleagues left the office, the day kind of naturally ended. And when I finally became a remote employee in a fully remote company, it all came together nicely. Everyone had been through what I was going through at that point, and I had lots of examples and mentorship to follow of how employees shut down Slack and email at the end of the day to disconnect. The current situation with the pandemic has a lot of people that are unfamiliar with working from home all thrust into that situation. And when you are struggling to deal with the complexities of working from home, and your boss is struggling, and your boss's boss is struggling, things can get pretty frustrating really quickly. I I don't know if this is actually happening, but I'm envisioning entire organizations, you know, dispersed to their homes with no clue about operational cadence outside of the construct of an office. And I'm wondering how much chaos that's introducing into people's lives.
My country's uh, government medical officials are stating that the pandemic mandated social distancing will go on for months at least. I assume that's the same everywhere, which means you're going to need to get a grip on any chaos in your life that working from home is causing because it likely won't be over soon enough for you to just ride it out and get back to the office before you just lose it entirely. I'm going to stop short of giving advice on how to deal with this and how to work from home because there's a million listicle articles out there telling you how to do that. So that's the end of this. It's hard for me to go back to the first days when I started working from home. I just don't remember all the challenges I faced. But if you're one of the people who has had working from home forced upon you, tell me what it's like. You can go to this post. You can post comments at the bottom. Tell me what you didn't know. What surprised you? Was it easy to do? Is it not easy? Is it still total chaos? I'm interested in kind of being reminded of what that was like for me in the beginning. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that.